Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest is Lenora Edwards. Lenora is a speech language pathologist and public speaker. She's licensed and ASHA certified with a certificate of clinical competence. She has a lot of experience working with both adults and kids, helping them become effective communicators. Lenora, thank you so much for being on the Fatherhood Challenge. Thank you so much for having me here, Jonathan. It's great to talk to you. We like to stick to our tradition as much as we can of starting out with a dad joke. So Lenora, what is your favorite dad joke? Uh, My favorite dad joke is the one that my father would tell me when I used to say, I'm good. I'm golden. And he goes, golden, golden like a retriever. (laughs) Good, classic, cheesy. You remember it for life. (laughs) Your dad had a great sense of humor. I think so. (laughs) Sounds like he was a lot of fun to be around. So let's get into the first question that came to my mind um, when we were first talking, which is, what is a speech pathologist and why would a dad possibly need one? That is a phenomenal question. A speech language pathologist is someone who helps people communicate, but they also help people do a variety of things. In a nutshell, we could say communication, but what we do is we help people with their language, their ability to understand language, such as following directions and answering questions. We also help people express themselves, their wants, their needs, their thoughts. So everything that I'm saying is an expressive component. We also help people with swallowing difficulties. I like to often tell people, As a speech pathologist, we work from the neck and up because we do see people for their swallowing difficulties, but we also see them for their voice skills and their memory skills and problem solving. So we work with a wide, wide variety of people, all from the age of, I've worked in the NICU, so premature babies for swallowing difficulties. And I've also worked in school settings, in inpatient and outpatient rehabs with 18 and up, and then also in the geriatric community with 65 and older for those individuals experiencing Alzheimer's or Parkinson's disease, neurological difficulties. So our ability to work with people is quite wide and we cover a very, very big scope of practice. Wow. There's, there's a lot of this that um, we don't think about as far as, I mean, if you are even remotely aware of what a speech pathologist does, you're probably thinking, oh, they just help people with uh, speech impediments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but swallowing? Yeah. So a lot of the time I'll say I'm from, I'm a speech language pathologist, or some people will refer to our profession as a speech therapist. And they'll say, but there's nothing wrong with my speech. And I would say, that's true. You are speaking very clearly, but I'm seeing you for whatever the case may be for whether it's for memory or for fluency or for swallowing difficulties. So our title is a very, very small amount of what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think that's, I think that's probably what threw me off and probably what throws so many, so many others off. There's so much to what you do than just dealing with speech issues. So how in the world did you get into speech pathology? What's the story of how this became your passion? I have always loved to communicate, of which you will absolutely find out because I am a pretty (laughs) chatty person. And I would 
when I was very young, I was a babysitter for a number of kids in the area that I had lived in. And one of them in particular, she had special needs and she was nonverbal and she was working with a speech language pathologist. And I would see them on Saturday mornings when I was there babysitting, working and playing with the other kids. But I would also see her during her speech therapy session that was in the home. And it was an absolutely incredible experience to watch and to see how people help other people communicate because for the most part, you don't think about it. You and I are here talking, having a conversation without any difficulty, and it's not even remotely on our mind. When you don't have the ability to communicate or when you don't have the ability to eat comfortably or to balance a checkbook or to speak clearly and fluently, it is a big deal. And to be able to help people do that is incredibly profound. And it's a huge honor to be able to help people in the way that I do. There must be so something satisfying out of every single person, every single case that you help. Absolutely. We work, so I work with a company that is an online speech therapy company and it's called Better Speech. And you can reach out to us at betterspeech.com. And when you are having difficulties communicating or when your child is having difficulties communicating, most often you want to speak with a professional as soon as possible. And I know for my own self, if something is going on in my life, I like to actually talk to a professional, an expert in the area. And I don't want to wait six months for my appointment because I have a question now. And unfortunately, this is kind of the world that we live in in healthcare, whereas to make an appointment, you are waiting three to six months, especially if you're waiting for an evaluation for your little one. Mm -hmm. Outpatient clinics are often backed up and there is a three or six month wait time just to get the evaluation that is not for the treatment. Or if you work with the school system of which, thank goodness, these services are available within the school system. But again, there is a wait time that is resulting. And when you have a little one that can't communicate or is having difficulty or you have questions, you want to speak with a professional and that little mind and that little body is not going to stop growing for three to six months when this appointment rolls around. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm so proud about for Better Speech. We are nationwide. So we are in all the states. And because we are online, you can actually reach a therapist and get set up the very next day with somebody wow. that's in your state. So as you mentioned so so kindly, I am a board certified speech language pathologist, which which means I have passed all the requirements and I have taken my board exams and I have applied for my board certificate so that I can then say, say I am a board certified clinician. Then we also have a license, which means I can practice in this state. For me, I am licensed in the state of Pennsylvania and I live in the state of Pennsylvania, but the beautiful thing about our, our health system is I'm actually able to then go out and get licensed in other states. So I'm licensed in five states right now, which means as a clinician working from home, working remotely with better speech, I can work with somebody in Colorado and not be in Colorado. I can work with my clients in Florida and not be in the state of Florida, but I am licensed, which allows me to be able to be of service to people in the comfort of their own home in an amazingly efficient and cost-effective way. And they're already in their most comfortable element 
I didn't take them out of the home. I didn't ask them to interact and go outside their element where they were not comfortable, which can be very, very common for little ones, especially if you drive 45 minutes to get to the clinic, then they're in this place that they don't know. And it can be very stressful for that child. This, because we are on an, we are an online platform, we work on Zoom, we are available the next day, and we are available from the comfort of your own home. And that is a great, great thing. So one of the things I got out of what you just said is your qualifications aren't a matter of you just taking a one week certification class. And just like that, you became a speech pathologist. There's an incredible amount of education that you've gone through and training and experience to offer the, the expert service that you do. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much for that. It is a, depending on the program that you went to. So for me, very specifically, I ended up getting, I ended up going to school for six years which means I graduated with my bachelor's and I then went on to a two-year master's program. Now what we're seeing is there are programs, especially if you start out knowing you want to start in this field, there are five-year programs available. So these people are able to graduate with their bachelor's and their master's, but instead of six years, they get it in five. So it's, it's very specific and it's nice if you're, if you know you're going into that field, that's a really nice thing to know going in that you can have an advantage of time. They're not taking away classes. They're using them in an effective manner. Whereas I had breaks in the summer, five-year programs, they might not have breaks in the summer. So it just depends. But yes, there is a heavy amount of schooling. (laughs) Mm. And then the other thing I got from this was that the treatment methods have become so much more convenient to access than say, trying to get yourself into a clinic somewhere. Absolutely. That is an outstanding component. With better speech, it was born out of necessity because people wanted speech therapy services and could not literally get to clinics or could not literally get them in school. And especially if you live in a rural area, it's difficult to get out and to go to those services when you need them. So it was born out of necessity, which is a great thing. And we've been online since long before the pandemic. And our platform is very established. We have an amazing practice library. You have the ability to communicate with your clinician at any cha- at any point that you would like. You're able to communicate effectively and clearly with them. And with being at home, as I said, long before the pandemic, right now, for example, in the state of Pennsylvania, they are still in masks. When you go to a clinic, when you go to an outpatient clinic, they're still wearing a mask. And even with the awesome artists that are out there and creating these see-through masks for people so that you could see their lips and you could see their mouth, there's still limitations with that. And it's a bit difficult when you're also having your client have to keep their mouth covered during speech therapy and your mouth is partially covered during speech therapy. And to add to stress, more stress to the situation, in the area that I live in, those parents can't go into the therapy room. So as a practicing clinician, I can't tell the parent what I'm doing. I can't explain why I'm cueing the way that I'm cueing in the moment. I have to wait till I'm done with the therapy session. And as I'm passing off this little one to the parent, I'm actually accepting another child because you don't have 15, 20 minutes to stand there and talk with somebody about the treatment. Whereas with better speech, because we are already online, 
I have the family there present. Mom, dad, parent, guardian, grandmother, whoever it is, they're able to watch what I'm doing. They're present during the therapy session and I can explain what I'm doing, why I'm doing it and how to implement it at home. Because the great thing is, is that I get to work with them. The, the, the unfortunate thing is I'm only there 30 minutes <laughs> or 60 minutes, whatever the treatment mm. plan is for that person. So in actuality, when your person, when your loved one needs speech therapy, they're getting that person for that small amount of time. But as the parent, the guardian, the caregiver, you're there so much more than me. And it's so important to educate those that are around that little one or around that loved one so that they know what to do, how to do it and how to implement strategies at home so that that transition of meeting those goals and getting where they want to go is much more effective and is much more efficient and everybody is just happier and they're on the same page. The progress that we see for little ones that are having family connections is massive, absolutely massive. And they're right in the comfort of their own home. So when I ask the little one to follow directions such as, okay, can you go find your red socks? They, I've now then given them, given them a command and I've asked them to leave, to go focus on attention, to take their attention and go on the mission that I had sent them to go find their red socks, which means they have to leave the guardian, leave whomever they're with, go to a bedroom, open the dresser, find the socks. They're doing all these sequences. And I also then have that moment to tell the parent, this is what we're working on. This is how you can do it at home. And it makes it much more cohesive because they're already in that space. They're already with their most familiar toys. It's all about the environment, the comfort of the environment that instills or inspires the confidence. And then the other component of that is the parents being able to be involved in the treatment and education. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's so important that people are involved in the treatment. When you have family-based therapy, when you have other people there, the progress that we see is outstanding because there's there's the uh, the obvious knowledge component. I'm talking, they're listening, we're applying, but there's another level that's going on. It's that social emotional component. That child is understanding that they're being supported, that they're being helped, that family understands that they're being supported and helped. And I'm able to provide them with that knowledge, that connection of this is my, this is my support system right now. This is my tribe. This is where we're going. This, we have a goal in mind. These are the people that are working together to help move us collectively toward achieving that goal. It's just astronomical how much amazing progress people make when you're having that social component that that child isn't by themselves. They're not on their own. They are connected. They are supported. They're seen. They're heard. They're validated. And then to find ways to make it fun, that is even better. We have an amazing practice library on our platform and they can log in and see their visual, see their progress visually. So we'll, we'll show them their goals and they'll see how they're moving toward their goals. So they're getting this great visual picture of what this work looks like. And we also have games. So in our massive game library, I get to play with them on sharing the screen on Zoom. So I get to share the screen with them and we'll pick out a game. And then 
I will get to, I get to assign them homework and they're playing games. And when you make learning fun, learning happens so much faster because it's fun. It's not daunting. It's not drawn out. Think of how excited you were when you used to go out and play play baseball. You couldn't wait, wait to get up and jump out of bed and grab your glove and grab your ball and run outside to play baseball because it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was practice, but it was fun. This is the same thing. If you make it a game, if you make learning fun, it's so much more effective. And quite literally, there's a different chemical hormonal response in the body and the neuroplasticity of the brain and the connections of the neurotransmitters. It's a complete, and the neurons, it's a completely different network that is happening versus when you're in a stressed or a lower vibration from a emotional standpoint. The learning just happens magically when, when it's fun. So you don't have the white coat syndrome in the treatment? No, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, none of that, which is a great thing. Do you see a lot of cases where a baby or a child um, is not responding to verbal cues? And what could possibly be going on? I like to tell people to start talking immediately. I think you can just keep talking and talking to little ones when they're in the womb. So... You're, as you're talking, what you're doing is you're actually, let's say the baby's in the womb and family's nearby. You're offering language to them. You're offering your emotional connection to them. There is a bond that is happening and it is so much bigger than we can actually measure with our scientific measurement tools of all kinds. There's something else happening that is so advanced that we can't actually establish everything that is happening in that moment. So once your baby is born, to keep talking with them and telling them what you're doing and talking to them in a loving, supportive way. Because as that baby is learning, as that baby is growing, what you're doing is you're offering them your vocal support. You're offering them this incredible information of emotion, the emotional intelligence that they are loved, that they are supported. You're offering them the verbal. No, your six-month-old will not understand what the teddy bear is saying, if you're making it shake and jump up and down, but there's a bond that is happening and you're offering language. You're offering the language of emotion, the actual language of English or whatever language you speak in, the language of vocal. Your your vocal language is absolutely a component in there as well. And this other emotional component is becoming so bonded and so wonderful that they're absorbing all of this information and they're learning to sort through it. That's what their brain development is doing now. That's what their body is doing. They're developing. So to keep talking with your little one, especially to talk with them when you're with them, have them see your face. 70% of our communication is nonverbal, which is why it's so important that little ones see your face. You are explaining their entire environment, their entire world, to them, which is why it's so important to keep talking to little ones. And as they start to grow, you'll start to hear them babble. So lots of vowels. They're playing with their voice. They're modeling you. And to engage with them, you model them. This is the back and forth of turn-taking. It's also the back and forth of social-emotional communication. You're engaging with them. Your baby should be engaging with you and wanting to communicate. We are designed to want to communicate. And if you start to see that they're not making noises, 
or if they're not localizing sound, if they're not head turning, if they're not engaging with you, those are really early, early red flags that you want to contact a speech language pathologist and also contact your doctor because something else developmentally may be going on. So it's really important that you notice this right away. As their language grows, especially once you start to hit two and three years old, you're going to see a language explosion. Their vocabulary is going to start building upon itself so much. And you're going to hear them go from two words to three words, three words to four words, and it's going to continue to build and grow. And if you're noticing that they're sticking only around one or two words, or if they're sticking only by a few sounds, those are red flags that you absolutely want to reach out to a speech language pathologist. And you're welcome to reach out to us at betterspeech.com. We offer a free 15-minute consultation and you can ask us as much as you'd like. We'll do our very best to guide you. And then if you still are unsure, if you think, I want to see what else is going on, I still want that opinion. The phenomenal thing is that we are incredibly affordable. And we also provide you with a bill so that you have the ability to go to your insurance company and ensure those services are covered. Now, with working with us one-on-one for one speech session, let's just say you just wanted to see, you wanted to speak with a professional and see what was what. I didn't have, I don't, I have questions. Let's talk. It's only 80 a session. And if you sign up for a month, it's only 260 for the month. And it's pay as you go, which is a phenomenal thing because it's speech therapy. It's getting that treatment on your terms. You're not necessarily committing to a year's worth of therapy services that you may or may not be able to afford. This is speech therapy on your terms in an affordable and effective and convenient way. And we are incredibly proud of that. I love stories. I would love to hear some of the stories of dads or families that you've helped. I I love stories too. I work with a family in Florida and When I had started working with them earlier this year, their little one was missing quite a number of sounds and they were, they were about the age of six. When I started working with them, they were missing a number of sounds and there was about a three word connection between the sentences or, or between, yes, I want rather than, yes, I would like more of that. There was a lot of language missing. And because of that, or if I had said, name five animals, they were only able to name me two. Or what's your favorite, what's your favorite food? Tell me your three favorite foods. They were only able to name one. So they weren't able to really come up with the names of those things. And they were having trouble identifying the categories. So we were missing quite a bit of information. And when we started working together, I was able to work with the parents. And because it was on a time that was convenient for them, they were both able to be present. So I was able to educate them both on how to apply it when I'm not there. Here's what you want to work on this week. Here's where he is. Here's where you're going. This is how to practice it. And I was able to do that. And now I'm I'm pretty much finishing up services with them. And he is phenomenally caught up so, so beautifully because of the effort that these parents are ensuring that they're putting in to help their child. And because of the education that I've been able to provide them with, that is an amazing thing. And they told me just last week that he had made um, honor rolls in his school and that he's now got reading stars. 
and you know the, just a lot of really really wonderful things i i believe they i believe they're on a's right now when they when they do their scoring cards i know some schools are are a little different with their letters but they are on mm-hmm. the classic a system so now he has all a's wow in the in the grade that he's in and because we were able to be there and we were able to be there on the family's terms when it was convenient for them and it is just absolutely amazing how much progress he has made and the family's incredibly happy which is even better that is amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. I bet these are the things that, and I can, I can just hear it. You're really passionate about what you do, but it's stories like that that seem to fuel it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's so lovely working with people and working with the families because they want to be there and they want to know the information. And we are so happy to be of service and offer that guidance. How can dads get a hold of you with any questions that they have or to set up a treatment for their baby or their child? That's a great question. They can reach out to us at betterspeech.com and there will be a little bubble that says, would you like to speak with us? And they can instantly reach out to us and we can set up a time to talk. And if you would like speech therapy services, we can absolutely go from there. So betterspeech.com. And then we're on all those lovely platforms, YouTube and Facebook. So if you have questions and if you like our videos, comments, you want us to do something specific, leave comments because we are absolutely watching and we will address it immediately. I'm going to make it easier for uh, for dads listening to be able to find it. So uh, if you go to the fatherhoodchallenge.com, that's the fatherhoodchallenge.com. And you go to this episode and you click on the episode description and you go below the description. I'm going to put a link there that will take you directly to the website so you can find it very easily. Thank you so much. (laughs) So as we're reaching the end of our time, what is your challenge for dads listening now who think that there is something going on with their child's speech or language processing or maybe even swallowing? What hope do they have? They absolutely have hope. And a lot of the time people will ask me, is it too late? Nope, absolutely not too late. And if you have concerns, a lot of people will come to me very, very worried that they did something wrong and they feel very judged for it. And there's a lot of shame connected to it. And the first thing I tell them is that they did nothing wrong. They're doing a great job as a parent. And it's so important to have them understand that it was not their fault, that they did not do something wrong. This is simply where we are, and this is simply where we're going to go next. And allowing them to understand that it's not a judgment and it's not a shameful thing at all. So if you have concerns, if you have questions, if you're unsure and you would like to speak with someone, reach out to us at betterspeech.com and we will do our very best to offer you as much guidance as possible. All right. Lenora, thank you so much for being on the program. I learned a lot from you and I know dads listening have as well. So I'm very grateful for you coming on. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Jonathan. It was great spending time with you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com.